Hi, and welcome to this special edition of the FM Global Resilience is a Choice podcast. It's Tuesday, February 9th, and I'm your host, Steve McGrath. Something of great concern has just happened here in the United States. Hackers somehow managed to penetrate the network of a small public water treatment system in Florida last Friday. And using their access, they dialed up the concentration of sodium hydroxide, or lye, in the drinking water by 10 times the desired level. Now, sodium hydroxide is the main ingredient in drain cleaner. Fortunately, an alert worker there discovered the hacking, and the added lye didn't make it to customers' faucets. But this was truly a close call. It's actually being called a matter of national security. It's also an example of the most feared type of cyber attack today, an attack on industrial control systems. Here to offer instant insight on the breach is Wade Chmielinski, an assistant vice president and cybersecurity consultant for FM Global. Thank you for joining us on such short notice. No, no problem, Steve. It's good to be here. One senator in Florida, Marco Rubio, called this a matter of national security, is it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, in this case, it was clean drinking water, which obviously has a huge impact on the public. And I think as I was looking at this particular attack, it was about 15,000 people it could have potentially impacted. So that's a significant amount of people. So absolutely would consider this a national security issue. So what exactly happened here, to your knowledge? Somebody had breached their uh, network where they controlled their water treatment facility. And basically, it was an environment that most people aren't aware of. So most people are familiar with your traditional IT networks. And this was a different type of network. This was what we refer to in cybersecurity as an OT environment, an operational technology environment. So this is where you get all those industrial hardware, software, these big different systems that a lot of people aren't used to seeing. And somebody had breached that environment and manipulated the software in order to do exactly what you just described, contaminate the water. So it was somebody who had specialized knowledge in those very specialized networks. Yeah, I was reading in the New York Times that the um, the breach went undiscovered for about five and a half hours, and it would have taken a lot longer for the lie to get to the faucets if that had been the case, but, but still, that, that's of concern. You mentioned this information technology and operational technology dichotomy. Operational technology being, I guess, the console that has always run the water treatment plant, but never uh, until recently connected to the internet, right? So these older systems, if they are, being connected to the internet is a fairly new phenomenon? It is, yeah. And getting back to your original statement about it going undetected for five and a half hours, Believe it or not, five and a half hours is actually a, a very short time frame. That discovery, thank, thank goodness it happened in that short a time frame uh, in previous uh, work that I've done. We've seen that what we call lag time, which is the term for how long a bad guy is in environment before they go undetected, upwards of 90 days, 120 days. So it was really good to see that they had discovered it in the time frame that they did. But it was surprising to me because usually it's, a, it's more of an extended period of time. So water treatment plants are kind of a nightmare scenario. What other types of systems are vulnerable to these industrial control systems attacks? 
Yeah, so it would be anything that exists in an OT environment. So if you look at, you know, power gen type systems, uh, those are, again, those, what we call, I, I know I referred to this as OT, operational technology. The actual systems themselves are referred to as industrial control systems. And industrial control, uh, we call them ICS. So ICS systems, um, you find them in manufacturing, in power gen, in pulp and paper. These are the types of industries that are going to have that type of industrial automation. Are um, risks like these on the rise? I guess you did mention that more um, OT is being connected to the internet. And then you have the pandemic, meaning more people are trying to do things remotely. How bad is this getting? It's getting pretty bad. So if we, if we back up a few years and, and we look, say, around the 2014-2015 timeframe, in traditional IT networks, ransomware was a, a problem, but it really exploded in, in around that time. And bad guys found that they could make money in those environments. So now you see a big push for organizations to really secure those IT environments. So what we're thinking, what I think, is the OT environments are not as paid attention to at this point. OT is where this is going to evolve, where the bad guys are going to start looking, because it's an area that a lot of times you don't have a clear person responsible for security in those environments. You don't get a lot of budget associated with those environments. And and those environments aren't really focused on security. They're focused on just keeping it available, make sure it's running. So the risk is rising because the focus hasn't been securing those environments. What are some quick steps I can take if I haven't really been uh, conscientious about this? There's a technical recommendation I would make and an administrative recommendation I would make. The technical is to separate your environments, your, your OT environments from your IT environments. Put a device, we call this device a firewall. Put, put some, uh, it's a device that basically uh, is like a traffic cop between the two environments and it only allows what the rules say it will allow past it. So you put that firewall in place to create that protection from the IT side to the OT side. That to me is the number one thing organizations should be looking at from a technology point of view. I think from an administrative or a or managerial point of view, assign a responsibility for security to an individual within your organization specifically focused on OT security. There, if it's a shared responsibility, then nobody's responsible. So wait, we know that um, boards and shareholders and investors and customers do not tolerate it when companies show neglect around cybersecurity risks. And they'll blame companies for allowing business disruptions. And in fact, it shows up in stock prices uh, we've documented. So it is a senior leadership consideration. So is there anything you'd recommend that CEOs, CFOs, CIOs and other top execs be doing right now? Consider cyber a strategic risk to your organization. Make sure that there is some focus on it in your executive level enterprise risk management programs. Make sure that you've got a within that portfolio of risk that you're managing for your company, 
make sure cyber is represented and make sure that you've got the right visibility. Understand if you're investing in this area, what is your return on investment? What are some of the things that you can put your finger on that you would understand to, to really gauge whether or not you're being successful in managing cyber risk? I think that to me would be something an executive could get involved with and understand that kind of technical topic. Anything we didn't ask you that you'd like to mention on this topic? You know, we've seen a lot of high profile attacks happening. Uh, what's evolving is that people are realizing that you, you can have a good program and still have a breach. Really the key to, to protecting yourself is not only having certain protections in place and and proactively addressing those risks, but also investing in your reaction to it and making sure that you've got uh, good backups, good things that are going to allow you to recover quickly. Because what we're finding out is it's not it really isn't, I know it sounds cliche, but it really isn't if a cyber attack's going to happen, it's when. And if you're prepared for it, you know, you, you see a significant reduction in loss. Terrific, Wade. Well, we really appreciate your jumping on the internet with us today. It's uh, We're sure there's a lot of people ringing your phone and wanting to know more about what's going on in Florida, what's going on in their businesses. Our guest today has been Wade Chmielinski. He's Assistant Vice President and Cybersecurity Consultant at FM Global. Thank you, Wade. All right. Thanks, Steve. Find more Resilience is a Choice podcasts at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and other streaming services. Please like, share, rate, and leave us a comment.